When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess. For elite athletes only. Right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Amy right here with Paul Thorne. Welcome, Paul, to hey, Diddy Amy. TV. Nice to have you. Nice to see you. How you been doing? Very good. We're on the roof of the DTV studio, and we've got a nice day today. Um, so, just want to have a chat with you, a um, um, little bit about uh, where you came from and, and your music, and um, I understand you kind of started out in Tupelo, Mississippi. Yeah, uh, you know, I'm just a, a singer-songwriter from Tupelo, Mississippi. I've been, I've been a touring musician full-time since like 1997, and somehow I've, had, I've, I've, I've been able to keep doing it. I, I don't have to go and work at the fast food restaurant anymore that I worked out when I, before I got my career. So look, I guess I'm doing good. Yes, I, my first job was at Pizza Hut. Was it? Yep. What was you doing over there? I, I, was, a, I was a waitress at Pizza Hut, which, you know, I made pretty good money at Pizza Hut. <laughs> well, you got people skills. And uh, you can, right. You can, you're can you good at pretending to like people, and that's good. Right. <laughs> I serve you well. <laughs> Here we are, right now. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> no, so, uh, Tupelo. So you grew up, and um, your dad had a Pentecostal church, right? Mm, yeah. And, um, and so you grew up in the Pentecostal church, and um, rumor has it you played the tambourine when you were growing up. Well, yeah, that's the first thing I played was, mm-hmm. you know, tambourine in church when I was a little bitty kid, like three years old. And, you know, they, I've been singing, and I started singing in church, you know, singing in front of the congregation. From there, it evolved to, uh, you know, I learned how to play the guitar. And from How there, old were you when you learned to play guitar? About 12. And, but my, my life really changed, though, when I got in the eighth grade talent show at school in the, high, in the gym where I had an acoustic guitar and I sang uh, Lionel Richie's Three Times a Lady. And I went from being a social outcast to being the most popular boy on the playground. With the, with the ladies? With the girls, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I had all these <laughs> girls and I didn't know what to do with them, but I had them. So uh, the music uh, really changed my life. That actually, Lionel Richie's Three Times a Lady is probably the most important song I ever sang because it was a pivotal moment in my life. Because I won first place in the contest and my confidence went up. Things were looking up from there. <laughs> so you were also an athlete though, right? So you're a musician, but you yeah. also were, were an athlete? Yeah, I'm I'm I was a professional athlete. I was a, a, a world-rated boxer at one time. And I, strangely, I used to 
fight down on Bill Street at the New Daisy. They have fights every Tuesday night. So in that theater, I have uh, received and delivered butt whoopings. <laughs> I've been on the, I've been on both sides, and it's it's better to give a butt whooping than to get one. I would think so. And uh, <laughs> after a few butt whoopings, you said, "Hey, maybe I'd rather play guitar." Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, boxing is just something I did in the middle. Yeah. Uh, I always was a singer, but when I boxed, I took it as far as I could take it, and you know, I got. Uh, I've, I've gotten the world ratings and everything. Didn't you? Didn't you fight Roberta Duran? I or? fought Roberta Duran in 1988 on national television. He was the better man, and you know I tried to win, but it was kind of like a a BB gun going against a 12 gauge shotgun. <laughs> I mean, his bullets was just bigger than mine, and it's so tough. yeah. <laughs> and so uh, I took it as far as I could take it, but once I realized that I didn't have the skill to be a world champion. There was no point in staying in it because that's just kind of a sport that you can really get serious hurt, seriously hurt. You know, when you're getting oh, hit yeah. in the head so much. So when you started um, thinking, hey, music might be my uh, professional career, you were playing. You're back in Tupelo, right? And um, wasn't it? It was. It was uh, um, Miles um, Copeland. Copeland, right? Stuart Copeland's brother. Who was manager? He was manager of staying in the police. And uh, back in the day, and, uh, I was sending out cassette tapes. Just like any wannabe singer, wanting to get discovered. And, and I'd written a bunch of songs and had them on a cassette. And Miles Copeland got a copy of it. And coincidentally, I had a gig playing two nights a week. Where? In a pizza restaurant in Tupelo called Vanelli's. See, it all comes back to pizza, I'm just saying. Yeah, it all, I was Vanelli. <laughs> but anyway, one night when I was playing in a pizza restaurant, uh, Miles Copeland came all the way to Tupelo, and, and 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 he came into the pizza restaurant. We heard I was playing. He told me he liked my songs, and and uh, ever since that day, this is what I've been doing. And, uh, That's like the living the dream as a musician to have someone walk in and discover you like that. It is. Um, you know, and my dad being a preacher, we weren't allowed to go to concerts when I was growing up. So at that time, I'd never been to a concert. I didn't. I never in my life. And so the first concert I ever attended, I was opening for Sting in Nashville. It started off with the, with the Sting tour, and uh, the word got out that there was a guy who could hold a crowd with just a guitar and nothing else. And so other acts who were well-known, they wanted me to be their opening act, like uh, Jeff Beck, I did a tour with him, uh, Bonnie Ray, yeah. Mark Knopfler, all these people. And even though the people weren't coming to see me, what happened is, whatever city I played in, I, c I could go back six months later and do my own show. And a lot of people that remembered me would come back to see me on my own. And so I started building an audience by being this opening act. And, you know, even now, every once in a while, if it's somebody that's the right fit, I'll go open up for somebody. But, but mostly it's, you know, I'm headlining my own shows now. And uh, in today's world where, you know, the record business is going out of business, Everything is going. The, the, there ain't nothing left. The record stores are dead. And the record companies are dying out. You have to tour. That's you how you to, make your you money have, as a musician. You have to tour, and you know, uh, like CDs are going away. CDs before long are going to be going to be just like LPs. They're going to be something that you collect because everything's on the phone now. Everything's on the internet. And, uh, and people you, are interested in vinyl, which is really interesting. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a resurgence there in is, vinyl. There is a resurgence 
in vinyl, but I wouldn't say it's a big resurgence because I, I do vinyl and I know other people that do vinyl and they sell, but it, honestly, it's a, it's a small niche. They like to say it's making a comeback. That's like, that's not true to me. There's a, there's a small niche that likes LPs, but not as many as I wish. Yeah. You've got to be creative as a musician these days. It's, yeah. it's all about coming up with all sorts of avenues to connect with your audience, and yeah. a lot of it is touring. I mean, it, that's how, yeah. In today's world, unless you're Beyonce, you know, and got millions of millions of dollars in promotion, you have to get in a car or whatever you drive, and you have to go tour the country, do shows. You have to be good to your fans, go out there and shake their hands, sign their CDs after the show. I do that every night. Uh, you know, we, when we first started out, it was just uh, we had a, a tablet with we, everybody put their email on there, and so and then that you know now it's evolved and we got Facebook, Twitter, and all this kind of stuff, and uh, it's all about accumulating fans. I mean, you can I don't care what anybody says. Without fans, you will not have a career, and because well it, said, and it, you won't. And yeah. it's kind of like when they open up a, a hamburger restaurant. And they say, come on out for the grand opening. And everybody comes to the, and has a burger, but they go look around and they say, these burgers are not very good. I'm not coming back to this place. But if you give them a real good hamburger, they'll start talking about it and they'll come back. And it's the same way with entertaining. If you put on a great show, they'll talk about it. They'll say, man, that was a good show. When they come back next year, I'm going to come and bring somebody. That's how you build a following. And, uh, so do you think your Pentecostal background actually helped your showmanship? Because... There, there are numbers of um, examples of other musicians that have a Pentecostal background, like Kings of Leon, and I don't know, it just seems to me that maybe that, that energy that comes from the Pentecostal church and, you know, equating music with some sort of energy. Yeah, my, yeah, my dad being a preacher, part of what he does is not just uh, preaching the gospel, he's also an entertainer because it's important when you have people standing in front of you you can give them something, you know, that's helpful to them, but you got to entertain them too, and uh, and just getting up and singing in front of. He's talking about the Kings of Leon or whoever. Just getting up and having that experience of singing in front of a crowd, you get accustomed to it. A lot of people can sing in the shower, but when they go out in front of a crowd, they start they it, it hampers them and they choke a little bit. And so people like myself and you just mentioned Kings of Leon or whoever. And Aretha Franklin, mm -hmm. they're all they're a lot more comfortable in front of a crowd singing, and so that whole gospel experience accidentally prepared them for the secular music that they do now. And then um, it's all about storytelling as well, because the audience, really your viewers and audience, they really want to uh, they want to connect with you, right? So they want to hear about you. Yeah. And they want to know, you know, why did you write this song? Yeah. And what are the lyrics about? Yeah, my songs are pretty much story songs and, and uh, I share my stories on stage and uh, and uh, I want the people out there in the front to get into where I'm coming from and we all have the basic same emotions that we feel and I just try to touch on those so that the listener will go I know what he's talking about and they can relate to it and it's that's what that's how you connect so you play blues and Americana, and then the latest uh, "Don't Let the Devil Ride" album is more on the gospel side. It's not more on the gospel it side. It is gospel. It is gospel. <laughs> we recorded half of it at Sam Phillips Recording Studio here in Memphis, and then the other half 
we filmed at Fame and Muscle Shows. You know. Which is an unbelievable recording studio. I've been there. They're both. They yeah, both are. Both of them are. And iconic. And, uh, and uh, we had guests on the album. We had the Blind Boys of Alabama, the McCurry Sisters, Bonnie Bishop, the Preservation Hall Jazz Band from New Orleans. They all, pl all played on this record. And uh, PBS uh, filmed The Making Of, which is coming out as a documentary in May on PBS and that's we're really excited about that because it's a it's something that will last forever so it's, it's something that'll be here when we're gone and we're proud of it so the devil uh, don't let the devil don't, don't ride. let the devil ride ride what what is the meaning of what I mean it's saying it's kind of like my grandma used to say when the birds of temptation fly around your head don't let them build a nest in your hair <laughs> what they're saying is don't flirt with the devil because if you let the devil ride, he's going to want to drive. You see what yeah. I'm saying? I hear you. He'll take, a, he'll take control, man. He, he'll, uh, he's tricky, the devil is. The devil is tricky. And he's got a lot of, he, he knows what you like, and he's going to put it in front of you and see if you'll take the bait. Absolutely. My dad used to say, don't poke the bear. <clears throat> That's it. Yeah, That's don't, it. Don't, go, don't go there because it's just going to be too tempting. If you let him drive your car, he'll surely go too far. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is true. Um, so on the on the uh, on the CD, you've got a couple of covers. I had a cover of uh, the OJ's Love Train. Love Train. Yeah, right. which the original version was almost like a disco song, but we slowed it down. And if you listen to the words of Love Train, it so fits today because you know if if people would live by the words of Love Train, it would fix every problem in the world. You know and. Uh, you know, True. we're sitting, you know, where Martin Luther King got shot right behind us. And, and if people loved one another in the right way, that would have never happened, you know. And it's a, it's a, even though it, you might not think it's a gospel song, if you really listen to Love Train, it is, a, it is the ultimate gospel song because it's about, un, it's not, it's not, it's about not picking who you love. Love, just love. So what would you like people to take away from this, uh, with this album, you know, ultimately? Is it, um... Is it something with sort of deeper meaning to you, or? Well, it's for me. It was the gospel record. I did it because I always wanted to, for one reason, because I grew up singing gospel, and without that experience, I wouldn't be a singer. I wouldn't be nothing. I'd probably still be working at McDonald's, but because I sang in church and learned how to play and how to sing and how to feel comfortable and in front of a crowd and how to connect with people, I got all of that from church. So it was time to honor that whole experience with a gospel record, and I, I, I did it, and it's, I'm as proud of this as anything I've ever done. Well, we gl we're really glad that you did it, and we're really excited <clears throat> to hear you play in just a bit, and we wish you the best of luck with this new album. And Thanks I wish you by. the best of luck with your TV network. <laughs> How about that? All right. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everybody. This is Paul Thorne. I'm from Tupelo, Mississippi, and you are listening and watching Diddy TV. 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only. 
right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. <laughs> yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points. 